Hello, one and all, and welcome to An Idiot's Guide to Adventuring, a podcast by idiots, but not exclusively for idiots. I'm your dungeon master, Paul Stanfield, and joining me at the table today are three adventurers. Luke Stanfield, playing Stuart Llewellyn. Joshua Ladd, playing Cliff Clearwater. Justin Cole, playing Drogon Ironchin. Last session, the three of you moved in, into the limestone cave system beneath the west side of Silverbend in search of Cliff's missing cousin, Isabella. Using Stuart's divine gifts, you were able to traverse the labyrinth of tunnels and caverns and eventually find your way to the upper tunnels where a group of five urchins were gathered around a mushroom-glowing campfire. Cliff approached and, using the correct password, was able to befriend the children and introduce himself as Izzy's cousin and after setting them at ease, introduced his friends. He learned that Izzy was away in the city on a supply mission. Before you could decide what to do next, another child appeared, one who had followed you through the caves in search of the kids as well. He revealed his true form, a weird, shapeless fiend wrapped in bronze armor, and leapt to attack you. You slew the monster and determined the kids were no longer safe in the tunnels. Cliff headed up into the city and stumbled upon his missing cousin coming face-to-face with her for the first time in months. And that is where we'll pick up today. Drogan, you were on your way down to fetch the boat for potential escape. We need a bigger boat. Stuart, you are keeping the kids company. They're hanging off you after seeing your magic. Keep them safe. Yeah, kind of a big deal. And up top, against the edge of the cliff, Cliff is embraced tightly by Isabella, who hasn't seen you in quite some time. You guys are hiding behind an overturned debris bag of market goodies. And next to you is your cousin and a small orphan boy you don't recognize. Izzy holds you out at arm's length. Cliff, what are you doing here? Well, I'm, I'm looking for you. Oh. Well, that's not what I expected. You found me. What? How did you find me? Oh, uh, let me see. Uh, I'm. Uh, we uh, talked to some orphans. He pointed us to the cliffs. We found the cliffs. I found the mushrooms, and then found the kids who told me all about you because I knew the secret password. You need a better password, anyways. Uh, and then some creepy fiend thing followed us in, and we murdered it. And your uh, friends are probably in a lot of trouble. So I came to look for you. Oh wait, no, I didn't come to look for you. I came to look for a spot to take your friends until you got back. Wow. A creepy fiend followed you into the tunnels? Yeah, it was a little kid, and he, like, ripped his skin off and turned into this monster. Oh, jeez. Okay. Is everybody okay? Uh, well, I'm okay. Uh, the kids are okay. Okay, that's the important thing. They're with my friends right now. Friends, okay. They can be trusted? Uh, Yeah. Okay, well, there's someone very dangerous and powerful. Oh, okay, you don't. Yeah. I think the kid was working for her. You've learned a lot. 
Yeah, I went to her looking for you. Um, she does not like you. Yeah, we got on well in- until we didn't. But you know how it is. Um, how? Okay, we've got a lot of catching up to do, but this isn't the place for it. Ralphie, lead the way. We'll head back into the tunnels. Ralphie, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Mr. Cliff. And a little boy scrambles out from behind the little overturned wagon and down the rock face towards the hidden vine entrance that'll lead into the tunnels. Yeah, I'll take up the rear. Okay, Isabella goes down after. She's got a little satchel slung over one shoulder. You can see some half-eaten sandwiches and stuff clearly fetched out of garbages or pies stolen from windowsills, some ratty rags and blankets, that sort of stuff stuffed in there. She climbs her way down, waits for you to reach the bottom, and then darts into the tunnels ahead of you. Takes you guys no more than a couple of minutes to race back down, slide down the chute, and appear back in their little cavern of fun where Stuart is hanging out with the five kids. Stuart, you see Cliff returns with an adult woman, mostly adult woman, alongside him, and a little boy alongside her holding onto the hem of her dress. Uh, Stuart, this is my, my cousin Izzy. Izzy, this is Stuart. Stuart's like in the middle of telling the story of his last time using the, the moonbeam. And that was the end of that civilization as we knew it. Oh, Cliff, perfect timing. (laughs) Maybe he could fill us in on the part with the actual dragon. Five kids just horrified. (laughs) Turns out dragons can swim, kids. Ah! None of them like that very much. (laughs) Izzy walks over, gives you a strange look. Stuart. So was that the wrong story for the children? They've seen and heard worse in recent time. Uh, pleasure to meet you, Stuart. I'm Izzy, Cliff's cousin. Oh, hello, Izzy. We, fi- we finally found her. Oh, Izzy, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't believe the amount of trouble that your, your cousin Cliff here has gone to, to find you. She My raises goodness. an eyebrow at Cliff. Oh, I thought you were going to say the amount of trouble I've been in. <laughs> both, yeah. Bit of both. We're good at both. The second part doesn't surprise me one bit. Well, it was all worth it. We finally, finally found you. This is, oh, for joyous, this is a joyous occasion. So happy for the two. This is your first time seeing her. She's blonde, pretty. She looks close to your age, probably. A little older than Cliff. Um, She's obviously not been treated super well. She's kind of Cliff. You even know she's thinner than when you last saw her. Some sunken eyes. She looks tired, like she hasn't slept in a while and hasn't been eating well. But behind that, you see stern, solid courage and the face of a girl who's ready to do anything to take care of these kids. And that's the immediate vibe you get off her. I've, I've quietly pulled out the old uh, wanted poster that I've had of her from back in our travels, and I'll say it out loud. Ah, this this sketch does you does you no justice. You you are a mighty strong individual. I can see how you handled yourself quite well on your own out here. She snatches it out of your hands. What the hell is this? Oh, it's wanted. you you tell me, Izzy. You've been getting in a lot of trouble. Made it easy for me to find you. I didn't think they'd miss it. They were just a couple of rich old folks on their way out of the city, and I, I needed money quick. And Well, you're the one that's been in trouble, it sounds like, too, so you can't be pointing fingers at me. Well, you know, I just stabbed the captain, and it was an accident, and not a big deal. Stabbed a captain? Captain. Captain. Captain, Captain? I don't... Who's that? Apparently, he's, me? A, apparently he's a big deal around here. Well was a, a big Look, deal. I've been in this city five weeks now, and I've spent maybe a whole day's worth of time out actually exploring the city. The rest of it's been spent in the lower village, moving from hovel to hovel, working for Auntie Anne. 
So what do you... Maybe this is a conversation for later, but what are you even doing here? I... This is definitely not the place for that, but... Fine, fine. Our friend Drogon's going to get a boat. I don't know, and I point to, like, the... I guess it's just metal and, like, cloth. There's a pile of moonbeam cleansed bronze armor and, yeah, a little bit of cloth. Basically enough for a loincloth and maybe some rags, but no more than that. I don't know if that thing could magically communicate or whatever, but it, it followed us here, and I don't know if it's safe here anymore. Well, if it saw this place, there's a good chance Auntie Anne saw as well, so... Perhaps it's best we beat feet. All right. Kiddos, code blue. Gather your stuff. And they all remain unmoving. Okay, well, all your stuff's back up in the upper village. We'll get it before we leave town. Right, let's get a move on. Uh, where, do you have a place to take them? If we can get to the lower village, there's a, a barn outside of town. We, we keep on the map for, uh, well, secondary emergencies. Oh, yeah, buddy guy over there was telling me about it. Uh, whatever so was in charge. I can't remember his name. Dunker. I don't think <laughs> you guys ever got his name. I think it's Buddy Guy now. <laughs> he goes, well, I, I, they seem trustworthy. He, I told them all about it. She swats him on the back of the head. That's for the kids only to know about, okay? The more folks you go telling, the more chance there is Missy Ann's going to find us. I'm going to swat her on the back of the head. Hey, don't you do that. Dunker swats you on the back of the head. <laughs> don't be swat, Izzy. Uh, yeah, why is it bird? Why is your skin bird? <laughs> oh, yeah. He goes, Sorry, you he should tell them, Izzy. Uh, he tries to lick it off. No, oh. no, no. <laughs> My tongue will feel plenty. Oh, you'll be fine in a couple hours. A couple hours? Sure. Oh, shoot. I actually don't know. I knew I shouldn't have burned my last second level spell. <laughs> He's fine. It won't kill him. It'll just be uncomfortable for a while. I'm poison. Don't touch me. That's what you get for touching poisonous things, Dunker. Oh, uh, yeah. So you guys... Start scooting after Drogon, I suppose. Drogon, you are racing down towards the water. You have followed the mushrooms through the tunnels you guys took to get up. And with that guide system, you don't have too much trouble getting to a point where you can hear the sound of running water echoed through the caves in the tunnel system. And you find your way all the way out through the narrow crevice in the rock to the edge where you can see your little boat tied up. Not a boat large enough to hold more than two of you and maybe two of the kids at once, but there it is. What's your plan? Uh, is the river or this channel like running fairly quickly? Yeah, there's a, there's a pretty strong current, but it's not, it's like wide and fairly shallow here. You know, they can release more water into it for deep, for larger vessels. And it's running back towards where we came and from. It's running towards the lower village. Yes. Okay. Um, then just for, Ease, I will climb in the boat and then untie the rope from the boat. I'll leave the boat rope tied up where it is, okay. just so that the boat doesn't get away from me or anything. Smart. Okay. <laughs> and focus more on like steering and hopefully let the river do most of the hard work. You took the uh, the lantern with you, right? Yeah, I'd bring the lantern. So you hook the lantern up, pop in the boat. Yeah. Give me a, just a basic, uh, I'll say, an athletics or an intelligence check. Um, so intelligence would be 15. Okay. You're able to pretty easily ride the current here, even in the dark, using it, to, using the oars more to stave off the rock walls than anything else. And before long, you're plunged back into the light of the outside world. It is... Later afternoon now, not quite dark, 
not quite near dark falling, but you'd estimate maybe two hours till sundown, maybe a little more. You can see the docks on either side of the water here are pretty quiet. There's a lot of boats moored and tied up. Some are just pulled right up on the beach. Where do you want to head? Uh, I'll try and just bring it back to wherever we... Sure. You find the little, yeah, little fish master who's still down there cleaning his hull. Oh, back already. Uh, yeah. Turns out I might need something bigger. Ooh. You got anything or a, a recommendation? Well, um, he looks surreptitiously up the way a little bit. Well, Stanley's not going to need his boat for a couple of days. He's on the drink. Uh, <laughs> you slip me a gold piece, I won't tell nobody you took it. Uh, I'll pull out my coin purse. I'll, I'll give him two. Hell yeah, brother. Right this way. And he, he pulls you over to a dinghy that could... It's going to be tough for you to man this up the current by yourself. I know. I'll, I'll, uh... Hey, what are you doing for the next couple of hours? He looks back at the small pile of fish guts. Just more of the same, really. I'll, I'll give you, uh... Four more gold if you help me row this thing upriver. <laughs> yeah, you get yourself a deal. Uh, let me just make sure no one takes my haul. And he throws like a little tarp over the pile <laughs> of fish and fish guts. That should do it. It's pretty quiet out here today. Let's get to rowing. All right. Uh, I'll give him. I'll give him four now, and I'll tell him. I'll, I'll give you the rest when when we finished. Got yourself a deal, Mister. Uh, yep, you guys, you guys get to going. Start moving upstream. So, uh, out of curiosity, uh, what happened to your fellas? Oh, they're they're just up the ways here. Right. Um, part of this deal is you don't get to ask any more questions. Whoa, changing the deal on me, huh? Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go telling Stanley you've been borrowing his boat when he's... Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, Stanley and I go way back, so it wouldn't be too big of a deal. I mean, I'll just keep my mouth shut for you. I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time. No need to be any funny business. There's nothing weird going on, but... So you didn't kill your pals? And, no, oh, no, no. Okay. Well, for four gold, I'm taking that risk regardless. <laughs> He puts his back into it. Didn't kill the pals. Tripled the pals. <laughs> yeah. What darnation? They're mouth multiplying. So you, the the crew, not in the boat, the boatless crew, um, the kids know their way through these tunnels very well, so does Izzy. They take you through a few shortcuts you would have missed without, uh, without them in the lead there. Regardless of the glow of the mushrooms, they're not too concerned with going off path when they need to. And you find your way down to where the boat was moored in about 20 minutes. You get down there, you see the rope dangling into the water. No sign of Drogon, but a moment or two later, a soft glove of a lantern begins making its way upstream. And as it draws near, you can see the light spills over a vessel large enough to probably just hold the lot of you, with not much room to spare. You see Drogon working hard rowing with an unfamiliar fishmonger. Putting his back into it at the same time. Well, I think while we had a bit of travel time there, Stuart would actually, because I realized I could do this, use a harness divine power to regain a second level spell slot so I can <laughs> use my uh, 
Spell to get rid of that poison on that poor boy. <laughs> that poor, that poor boy. <laughs> okay. I'll last like a minute. I'll, uh, yeah, do that. Cast a protection from poison, which if someone is already poisoned, it uh, eliminates the poison effect. Hey, hey, thanks, man. It is, it feels much better. <laughs> I sound like myself again. <laughs> no, don't thank me. Thank, thank Boultry. Home and hearth, she showed you her worth. Baldry and Sirik, the two coolest guys. Wait, no, Sirik was the bad one. Sirik yeah, was the bad, bad one. Just Baldry, just Baldry. Yeah. A couple months of indoctrination. I'm right. going to move on from Sirik. Never speak of that one again. Uh, okay. What was that fellow's name again? The, the, the one who worshipped Sirik? Good question. I I'm, don't remember either. He was that creepy guy at the ball, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's Mr. Slake. Oh, Slake. Yeah, Mr. Slake. Yeah, the little, the cool little mustache. I'm not gonna, cool, remember? Well, you look cool. I'm growing a mustache. Not to look like him, but I think a year or two it'll be in. <laughs> hey. Combs his finger through a dozen small hairs on his upper lip. That's why everyone looks to me as the boss, because I got this beard coming in. It's no big deal already. <laughs> All right, keep moving, buddy guy. Well, okay. Just, just glad to be able to talk again. <laughs> uh, you guys do any fishing or anything? And he's pretty much just an incessant stream of Dunker talking way too much as you guys make your way down to the water. Perhaps I should have left him poisoned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm understanding value to that feature of yours now. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> Stuart's adapted. Uh, you guys all reconvene at the water's edge. Rogan, not you! Oh, yes. Um, we'll be there a minute. Getting close. The guy visibly relaxes at the sound of Cliff's voice. <laughs> Not that damn cool. Not that I thought you did it. I told you they were alive. People tell me all sorts of things. Who's you think that? I need a, a bigger boat for their dead bodies. Good point. Fair point. They okay. would have all fit in the smaller boat. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't know that they're all going to fit in here. So, are those kids? How yes. much does he know? Do we have to kill him? <laughs> No, no, he's not going to tell anyone. Except maybe Stanley, but he'll forget. Tell him I'll hunt him down if he does. Did you tell him? <laughs> <laughs> he looks over the prow of the ship. You can tell he's considering just jumping into the water and <laughs> taking his chances with the current in the darkness. No, no, two bar gold still covered by way. Okay, okay. You're not in any danger. Just don't ask any questions and then you don't know anything. That frog fella said he's going to hunt me down. Only if you go talking. Zipped. Look, I promise there's no funny business here. We're just trying to protect people. Well, I'm all for that. Okay, let's get those kids on. I think, like, Cliff will just jump in the water and, like, grab the rope and help pull it to shore. Cool. Help tie him up. Yeah. You guys are able to fit the kids and Izzy on with the four of you. If there's not enough room, Cliff will just, like, hang off the back. and. It's up to you. It is, it's not underwater, but this thing is... <laughs> Over max capacity. Yeah, I'll do it just in case. It's pretty calm. He'll, he'll hang off and just like kick his legs from behind. Okay. And kids are heavier than I expected. <laughs> Especially considering they haven't eaten much in like a week, apparently. Daddy guy's been hoarding it all. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking guy. about, pal. Listen, I'm the one who stays up for first watch every night, so I eat the most mushrooms. It's just the way it is. Damn you, buddy guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also older and stronger, so I gotta do a lot of the heavy lifting. Okay, whoa, okay, this curves okay. pretty fast, huh? <laughs> so you guys cruise on down the guy. He's paddling along with you. 
It's like intermittently shooting you like you and the kids suspicious looks. Uh, Cliff, have we figured out where we're going? Uh, Izzy? Oh, sorry, Izzy, this is Drogon. Drogon, this is Izzy, this is my cousin. I found her. That's great, new Izzy, nice to meet you. She, she knows where we're going. Nice to meet you too, Drogon. Thanks for keeping an eye on my cousin. I think he's been keeping an eye on me, honestly. Well. Two eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and Stuart's looking after all of us, so. Now that I believe. That I believe without a shadow of doubt. Um, Here's the thing. We got a spot out the west side of the lower village in the woods there, an old abandoned barn. Kids used to play there before Yan picked them up, and they're pretty sure none of the ones, others who know about it, are, are left in the house. But there still are a couple others in the house, and regardless of what the kids are doing, I'm, I'm not leaving without them. Well, it's maybe we can help break them out. Is there a safe place for everyone in the meantime, or do we need to... Make sure they get out of town as soon as possible. I don't rightly know. Yan's got eyes everywhere and friends all over the place. It seemed like every day she was introducing me to another urchin or orphan, someone working for her or someone she knows. Uh, we could take the kids to the barn. I'm just saying, if they're leaving, I ain't going with them after that. Barn's maybe a couple hours outside of the town limits, so we could get there tonight, but it'll be dark. If you got a better suggestion, we can get there my by ears. the river, or... We'll have to get off from the lower village or just below it, and then uh, hoof it through the woods for a bit. But I think they know the way pretty well. Dunker does, at least. He goes to spout up to say something, she just puts a hand over his mouth. How enough out of you. <laughs> Is it relatively safe? It should be. An old... I don't know what used to be there, barn barely held up anymore, but kids have been in and out of it enough that I believe it's safe and should provide some protection and an easy place to meet, if nothing else. Is it, like, late right now? It's 4, 4.30. Okay. Maybe a little later. They but... got enough, like, supplies and blankets and stuff, or...? That's a good question. Are there any blankets in the barn? And Dunker looks like, uh, there's some old nasty straw and, uh... Well, it's pretty overgrown. We could tuck in the brambles. They provide pretty good uh, insulation, I think. Uh, but, uh, Mr. Fisherman guy. <clears throat> he's That's just Stanley's like, friend. <laughs> he's just like looking around. Uh, uh, Stanley's bud. Hey, you could call me Mert. Mert? Mert. Uh, Mert. Mert. Is there a, uh, even like down here, is there some sort of general store we could stop at? Oh, yeah. Plenty. Um, uh, if it's okay, just let's blankets you're looking first, for. Uh, all right. Yo. Seem like you're in a bit of a tight spot here. How about I I run inside the little hut there and I'll grab you some blankies. Y'all can get a move on quick. All right, Don't I'll, like I'll, the idea of these kids wandering through the forest in the dark. How much how much money that I, I can pay for them? No money needed. I see y'all are in uh Y'all are in need and Lower Village don't turn its back on its own. So just give me a minute. Now I kind of feel bad for threatening to hunt you down. Well, you should. <laughs> Proud the boat hits the water. He leaps over the front like an action movie star. Stumbles. <laughs> regains the seat. <laughs> and hurries up the shoreline into one of the small fishing huts. You're not sure if it's his home or if it's a shared space he uses with the other fishermen. Before too long, he comes out with what looks like a couple of rain ponchos and a handful of blankets that are heavily patched. 
It is the best I can do in short notice, but also got something here for you. He opens a little container, and you can see some candied salmon inside of it, some sort of yummy-smelling fish. But you shouldn't have. Hey, well, you know, <laughs> this is, uh, well, this ain't mine, if you know what I mean. <laughs> the snacks ain't mine. We'll tell Stanley he got into it when he was drunk. That was, that was my plan, yeah. I'll, I'll give him another gold yeah. for it. Much obliged. And I'll, I'll pay him what, he, what I told him I would. Okay. I'll, I'll cross with you to the west, and I can manage the dinghy back on this side with, uh, without you. I'll take care of whatever business you need to, and, uh, well, take care of yourselves tonight. You're good people, Ma. Thank you. I'm glad I ran into you. Hey, my pleasure. I'm glad. You weren't, you weren't in the melee the other day, were you? The melee? Gosh, no. Not me. Okay. I'm not a fighter. I'm a fisher. Yeah, I did run into a farmer. Kind of looks similar to you. Well, Mother always said I did have a noble, uh, noble standing to me. Maybe I should be getting into some sort of soldiering. Here the Federation's hiring. They seem like pretty cool folks. Yeah. <laughs> Stick to fishing, Mert. Yeah, I, I advise the fishing as well. <laughs> it's what I know. All right. Best of Stay luck to lane. you. Can I, I mean, vigilanteism? Pretty cool, though. <laughs> you can be the, the fisherman. Like Fisher Dash, man. Like that's my identity. <laughs> yeah. Not the worst idea I ever heard. No fish. Is above the law. <laughs> you hear him whistling a tune, trying to come up with some sort of catchphrase as he pushes off from the shore and begins paddling back across to the east side of the river. I salute. <laughs> he turns back, gives you a sharp salute. Until next time, friends. You know what? That might have been the start of something big, Cliff. Yeah, ho- hopefully, hopefully not. He's going to get himself killed. <laughs> <laughs> this leaves the group of you alone on the west side, the muddy shore. Of the lower village. There's still an eerie silence throughout the village. You see numerous small patrols of Federation soldiers. Some of them look your way suspiciously, but none are can the, be bothered to stop and chat. Are the kids still with us, or did they split up? The kids are all still with okay. you. Yeah. The kids and Izzy are all... Izzy's got her arms around them like a mother hen, keeping a track for checks. Uh, Izzy, these other kids, are they in danger? Do we have time to... Make sure everyone gets out of town and return, or do I don't know. I didn't know the truth of what was going on with Auntie Yan until about a week ago, maybe a little more. I don't know how long we were in those caves. As soon as I found out, I gathered up everyone I could, and we got out of there. What's I know there's others in the town. What's she doing? I wish I knew exactly. She takes some of the kids from the uh, in the lower village when they get good enough in her graces and uh let's walk and talk yeah start, she'll start leading you guys to the forest edge once they get in her good graces uh, she invites them up to the main house and up there everything seems well she feeds them well takes care of them promises them a better life they spend a couple days with freedom to roam the city that way they come back down to the lower village tell the others about how good it is up there and then about Three weeks ago, the ones in the upper village started going missing. And we didn't think much of it. We thought maybe she'd found them work. Found them noble house to work for. Patron to get a job. And then, uh, well, Yan invited me up and something just wasn't sitting right with me. And I poked around the house a little bit. 
and uh well everything kind of started falling apart i ran into that mr slake and he just gave me the all overs and then uh I decided I'd keep an eye on things a little more closely. And one of the kids went in, and when he came out, he wasn't no friendly little boy no more. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I think I know exactly what you're saying. We ran into one of one of them, too. Mm. Sounds like the man touched the child. We'll have to have a con- stern conversation with him. I don't know how it happened or what happened. All I know is those two is bad news. He Real was bad. giving an awkward eye at the gala that night. Well, my understanding of Sam is, I won't chat with him a couple of times, he ain't fond of holy folks, and you wear that patch pretty proud. I certainly do. And I will cleanse the filth from that house if I must. Sounds like that Sam guy is who we need to start with. Well, we've got to start with Auntie Anne. She's got a way of following these kids. Sorry. Yeah, something, something about an, an old lady taking advantage of young kids it just doesn't sit right with me. She... Catches your eye and quickly, <laughs> quickly looks away. Yeah, something about that. Well, she looks back at you. We really should talk, Cliff, but this isn't the place. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, do you want to come stay the night at the the Frog and Quail with us, and then maybe tomorrow we we'll kind of try and figure out how to tackle this. That that thing beat me up pretty good. I mean, the frog and quail, it sounds like, has eyes on it from Auntie Anne. So oh, yeah, that's we, true. Maybe I mean, we, we could, could try just... and get her in. We could sneak her in uh, with us. You got any tricks up your sleeve there, Izzy, to sneak in? She smirks. I got a couple. Learned a thing or two from Yan before. We parted ways. All right, all right. I mean, if all else fails, I could just tie this big cloak tight around me and just look a little fatter than normal. Let oh, me... you could sit on my shoulders, you know, like when we used to go oh. to the, the treetop villages and we pretend to be one super person. And I'll put right. my cloak on her shoulders and yeah. drape it down over... Yes, that would work. Classic. Taught that to Ralphie and Tom. That's how we got them into one of the gambling halls. Cleaned oh, up. shoot. Yeah. Well, once we get the kids to the barn, then uh, I'll happily go with you wherever, wherever seems best. They'll be safe there for at least a couple nights. Should have enough food to keep them. Let's do that then. Yes, let's make sure they get there safe. Okay. The Dunker will give assistance to whoever wants to help him lead the way with a survival check here. But uh, they, none of these kids can really see in the dark very well. Uh, I'll, uh, you have a good survival too, don't you? you want it, about, it's you probably, decent, but... You can do it, because you, you can see in the dark. So you probably, yeah, yeah, if it's getting dark, sure. Yeah, it sounds it's like probably it's a little distracted. It's up Stewart's The Avenue. kids all get out. Uh, they each have little bits of rope. They all grab one in front and one behind and make a little chain of people. They see how we found our way through the tunnels at first. Make sure we won't get lost. These kids. Dramatic. With with advantage. I'll take it. That's a 13 or much better. 22. Okay, with Dunker's nasally voice pecking away (laughs) in your ear the whole way there. Really focusing me. (laughs) You don't have too much problem. You don't have just too much problem. You got one sense and focusing on the other. It's <laughs> not even no listening hearing. to him anymore. Just yeah. completely going your own way. Um, you can see the remainder of what looks like. You don't know if the kids are aware of it. There was basically there was an old road here that used to there used to be a farm somewhere here in the lower part of the village, and it was basically just overrun by shrubs and then larger trees and stuff have grown in. There's no sign of whatever the farmhouse was, but you do see the imposing dark structure of a barn as darkness begins to fall fully. One of the kids squints and recognizes it. It's the barn. Yeah. Oh, we're home. And they start rushing off towards it. From here, right. the only real noticeable structure you guys can see. Can I? 
as we're going, can I just make sure that there's not a, no one following that I can tell? Sure can. Probably Give me a perception it, check. But... I'll probably, as the kids try to run, I'll grab the end of the rope and be like, "Let's let us check it out first, there, kids." <laughs> Uh, stop. Just by grabbing one, it stops them all. They're like, <laughs> like grabbing a chain link. Uh, three. Three. You don't see anybody or hear anything behind Perfect. you. All you can hear is what I was looking Dunker's for. voice carrying strangely loudly through the woods here. <laughs> um, okay, so you stop the kids. Izzy grabs them and says, that's probably a good idea, just in case one of the other kids did know where we were going. Buddy guy, you watch them. You stand guard, right? And I'll go look inside here and make sure it's safe, okay? Yeah, I'll stand guard. I am the bravest of the group. Sure are. <sighs> oh, <it's> so dark. <laughs> I'll go and, yeah, I'll stealth up and just scout it out. Make sure there's not even just like wild animals or anything taken home in here. All right. Would you give me a stealth check, senor? Uh, that's an 18. 18. So Cliff slips into the bushes, disappears from sight and sound, and... A perception check or investigation, I suppose, as you poke around. Uh, that's a 21. Ooh, noise. So you get close to the barn. There's there's almost an animal path here, which you can assume was created by these kids coming and going from time to time the last months. There's no sign of activity really beyond that. The, the main barn door that would be slid open to let animals in and out has been busted down uh, partly off its hinges. There's enough space to crawl in. And poking your head inside with what little light is left, you can just barely make out old animal stalls and a bit of smell of rot and decay. But you don't see, uh, you don't see any life or sense anything beyond that. Are there any lanterns or anything that I can see in the dark? Or nothing? No, there's no, this place has been picked or clean. Like a fireplace, fire pit. No, okay, nothing really like that. Yeah, I'll come back and same safe. Kids share an excited look and they race off towards it one of them pulls out a handful of the glowing mushrooms and they begin setting them up inside the barn you see these little lights sprout within Izzy has stayed outside with you guys from here with the fading light of day the only thing you guys can see of the town is the imposing black stone structure of the tower on the southwest edge of Silverbend which is almost directly north of you guys at the moment maybe a mile north of you and then way up on the height of the north of the upper village this large imposing structure it's the closest you've been to it but that would be the only place anyone would be able to see this barn from without prior knowledge of it should we uh we want to head back to the front quail or you guys want to rest here perhaps if there are eyes on us it would look suspicious if we didn't come back to the frog and quail tonight that is true yeah. Sounds like we're being watched quite thoroughly in this town. Especially if she sent something following us, too. Yes. Well, Izzy sort of alluded that Jan might have already seen what that voice is all. We might have already been had, for lack of a better word, so... Hmm. All our stuff's also still there. Yes, I left a lot of my goods there. It is. We should return, but I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. That we want to spend a lot of time. All right, well. Is there any other benefit to being there? Here we know we can keep an eye on the kids. I got my weapons and. Got the basics. Yeah. Maybe we, we can, stay here. Then. We can go there and then look for, figure out how to get the kids out. All in one foul swoop. 
No, that's a good idea. I'm tonight. No, okay, yeah. unless night is better, but I, I don't even like know that. what we're looking for yet. Easy, what, what you know much about this lady? Like, is it better to approach at night or during the day? Like, what when she most kind of when does she operate? She's she's up at all hours. We we've done jobs during the night and the day. Uh, I haven't spent a lot of time in her home in the upper village, but I know the lights are always on. I'm not sure if she's active or the servants are, but she's wealthy enough. She's not alone in that house. I mean, technically, I believe there's still the offer for us to, to visit her, is it not? That's true. Maybe, yeah, maybe we take advantage of that. And that depends on whether we've been seen or not. Yes. What if we... Maybe, we, maybe she didn't. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I would like to hope that even if that thing did share a vision, that by us eliminating it, it stopped her from knowing any of our involvement with stuff. But that's me trying to be optimistic. Hey, it would be ideal. Hmm. If we could get in the house on a being allowed in, certainly saves us trying to get in by other means. Absolutely. Could potentially drag him out of the house, too, if we say we found Izzy somewhere and try and get them with us to go get her while she sneaks in the back and or something like that. I don't know. If it comes to it, um, I'm happy to be the bait if it means getting those kids out. For tonight, I think I'd be more comfortable just staying here and making sure the young'uns are taken care of. Yeah, that's smart. I can, uh, I'll and go can, out and... I can meet you in town somewhere tomorrow. No, no, no. I ain't, I ain't taking my eye off you. Uh, yeah, I think it's wise to stay here today. Well, I'll stay here. If we're had, we're, we're already had, and we might as well. I'll go, I'll go see if I can scrounge up some, something better than mushrooms for these kids. All right, well, we'll... We'll get cozy. I'm also happy to spare the last of my rations I had on me. Izzy pops inside, leaving the three of you alone. Can you hear her doling out some supplies and blankets to the kids? Thanks, fellas. Thanks for, <coughs> for doing this. Of course. You don't you don't have to get yourself involved if if you don't want to. I know this ain't you came here for for your own reasons and it's it's all above board and this this ain't, so Cliff, if I'm speaking honestly, my own reasons were second to none in comparison to doing this for you. When we first met, I told you that I would help you find your cousin, and that has been my main committed goal. You are a man of your word, Stuart, and I'm, I appreciate that. I'm glad we were able to fulfill it and find her safe and sound. Me too. I'm glad she's okay. I'll hand out some food to the kids here tonight, and we'll, right, we'll, make, this, we'll make this place homey. I'll go and see if I can get hunt something down. Same goes for you, little Rogan. No pressure. I understand. I have grown up and helped others grow up surrounded by family and those who love me. Seeing these kids without that and and being taken advantage of, I couldn't walk away from it. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I'll go, I will go out and see if I can hunt down some game. Okay. Give me a survival check. I'm going to ask you to, with disadvantage as it is turning to nighttime. Is a 12 plus, I believe, 4. 16. You're able to flush out a nice, juicy, plump pair of grouse and easily take them down with your crossbow. Cliff returns not too long after he left with a brace of good food over his back. And Cliff, you find inside the hut a small, sheltered fire has been built. 
something you could easily cook over, which is providing just enough warmth to keep the, the cool of the night at bay. Dinner served, fellas? And the kids all scramble. Some come from rafters. One or two come from a horse stall. Um, some others come from within little bundles of straw and old hay. They just come basically like rats out of the corners of the walls, <laughs> appearing around the light of the fire. Blankets wrapped around them. And everyone digs in to the feast. And it's topped off with some candied salmon. Oh, I forgot about the candied Fisher salmon. Yeah, yeah. Probably with, the uh, best they've eaten in a while. You guys catch Dunker looking around and trying to reach his hand back in for the candied salmon. <laughs> Maybe just, oh, okay, well, I'm just hungry. We walked so far today. You've got to understand sharing with this family. I thought you would have realized that by now, Dunker. Someone needs yeah. to teach you some lessons and manners. Well, I was raised by the streets. Had the only lessons I learned. Izzy swats on the back of the head again. Dunker, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> He grumbles his way off to bed, leaving just the four four y'all adults around the fire. He says, I, I really appreciate you guys helping out, and I just can't believe you found me. How did you find me? I didn't get the details. Well, you followed me into the tunnels. How'd you find me in the tunnels? So I went to the thorn. high place, and uh, with Stuart, we ran into each other just before that, and uh, then we followed... Uh, we asked a bunch of rangers, and they, they sent us to this town where we found the poster, and then we came here and kind of uh, ingratiated ourselves with uh, Edrigos, Sir Edrigos, and he kind of helped um, find information on you. And then, you know, I say we, we talked to some some street urchins who pointed us towards the caves after I bribed them, and then, yeah, you know, followed the mushrooms, and here we are. The little icing on top of all that was a little magic sprinkled by yours truly, Stuart, here. See, I knew that you had this mirror that uh, had been described to oh, us, a personal yeah, hand yeah. mirror, and I was able to locate that object once we got down to the caves here, and that really narrowed down our search down here for you. There's magic that can do that? There certainly is. Oh, else I gave, practically gave myself away. Well, it's, you had to be close enough to sense, and, and we, we had to get a general idea of where you might be first, so. Well, Yan could have done the same thing. Lucky it was you who did it first. Yeah, well, I'm, I guess she didn't know how, so it's lucky. It is. You said you worked with Edrigas? Yeah. Like Lord Edrigas, the gambling guy? Yes, yeah, sir. Ma'am. Uh, I heard he's bad news. Oh, oh. by Auntie Yan? She looks into the middle distance for a moment. Yeah, I suppose it was Yan that told me that. Yeah, they don't like each other at all. Oh. I mean, if we're speaking honestly, both of them haven't given off the greatest vibes, but Edrigas provided us the information we needed, so it seemed like the better of the two. Well, there's a point in his favor, then. He put me... Well, well, he put all of us in the melee. You were in the melee? Yeah, top ten, baby. Top ten? Cliff Cliff killed it out there. Yeah, and then they killed me. We very (laughs) nearly snuck in to watch, but it was just too high stakes. Took a whole heap of lies to get the kids to stay down there in the tunnels. Well, probably for the best. Well, perhaps you'll be able to read about it in the local newspaper. Papier. I, yeah, perhaps. I, I hadn't considered stealing a paper and looking at the results, but maybe I should. Well, it's so cool you got to be in a tournament. Guys. Right? I always wanted to, to do something cool like that. Yeah, I don't think we saw that one coming, but it was quite fun. I wish, fun. And, and your cousin was very impressive. I wish I'd been there with you guys. I still feel horrible about falling behind. Oh, you were there in spirit. I found your pen on the ground. Don't remind me of the broken pen. 
Oh, you got more. Don't worry. That's right. I've I've got Captain Captain's broken pen. Sturo, cheer up a little bit. The thought of Captain Captain being gone. This guy again, huh? Really good friend of yours. No. Oh, <laughs> but he was a good guy. <laughs> right? Yeah. Good Captain. Stuart's sensitive. I'm looking at the pen he gave me now. Lost in the days. Is he handsome? Of the candied salmon over to it, proffers it to you. Oh, yes, that'll, that'll, thank you. Thank you, Izzy. Break out of that trance. Well, how about, I mean, you made it so far. No wonder I had to go on an adventure to find you. You were halfway across the world. Yeah, uh, about that. Sorry for leaving Cliff and putting you in a tight spot. I hope Myrtle wasn't too mad. Oh, she's pissed. It's what I was afraid of. Probably shouldn't have taken her, her mirror, but... Oh, that's her mirror? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you know how she is about her things. Very protective. Is it a special kind of mirror, then? Yeah, what does it do? Uh, it looks at things. Oh, well, that's neat. Kinda, I guess that's what you do with mirrors, yes. Well, not quite like that. It looks at things that are elsewhere. And I knew if I left and left it with her, she'd... Just be able to look and find me whenever she wanted, so I took it. Wow. It's quite a powerful mirror. It is. It's, uh, well, it's what I've been using to keep an eye on Auntie Anne as well. Make sure she's not getting too close to us, but I can only do it once a day. Very so, clever. So, Have you already done it today? I did. I, we use it every time before we go into town to make sure we got time to do a supply run. Oh, that's wise. You always were the smart one. Listen, Cliff, um, how are you here and not sick, not dry? I don't understand. Oh, uh, Auntie Myrtle gave me this. And I hold up the, the dried newt necklace. It, uh, you know, keeps me nice, nice and moist. Well, she takes it in her hand and looks it over. Well, she was always good with enchanting stuff. I suppose it's no surprise she was able to find a way to get you out of the swamp. How do you like it so far? Oh, I love it. You do? Yeah, it's a shame I gotta take you back, but, uh... <laughs> take me back? Yeah, that's why I'm here. To take... You came all you're, this way? Aunt, Auntie Myrtle said you, you're in trouble out here. You, you, I gotta bring you back, keep you safe. She would say that. Yeah, she did. She did. Well, Cliff, I'm not going back to the swamp. With you, or with Myrtle. Not with anybody. What? Well, you, you have to. I have to. So what? She can start poking around in my head again? Make me forget what the rest of the world looks like? What are you Make talking forget about? forget everything there is to know about me? I don't think so. The rest of the world? You, you grew up in the swamp with me! I that is our world. That's your world. That's her world. That's not mine. Sure, I lived there with you for... Well, 20 plus years, but that wasn't all of it. The longer I've been away, the more I'm starting to remember. I've been here before, Cliff. Been here in Silverbend. No, you were born in the swamp. Just like me. We're cousins. We are cousins, Cliff. That's not in question. But Myrtle was lying to me about something, and I'm gonna find out what before I go back and see her. Yeah, she wouldn't lie. She wouldn't lie? Cliff, she's probably been lying to you just as much as she's been lying to me. No. She wouldn't do that. She'd, she'd, she'd done good to me. She's always taking care of me. I wouldn't be here without her. 
That might be true. Maybe I'm just bitter. But I know I've been here before. And why wouldn't she tell me that? I'm sure she had a good reason. Keep you out of trouble. You're always getting yourself into trouble. And I always have to bail you out. Here you are again, bailing me out, I suppose. But if you want to keep me out of trouble, you're going to have to follow me to the end of the line. And that line ends when I find out what's really going on, who I really am. You're Izzy. That's all you need to know. You're from the swamp with me. You're my cousin. You're Myrtle's daughter. There's nothing else out here. Nothing out here? Look at this. You've made friends. Friends that can actually talk to you. Friends that can take care of you when you're outside of the swamp. The only friend back home is me and Verzosk. Are you stubborn little brat? Um, I think Cliff's going to like kick some rocks and just scurry out, out of the barn and go for a walk. She huffs, he needs a minute. huffs and sits down quietly, looking inward. I think before long, probably before Cliff gets back, she crawls into bed, into one of the into one of the animal <laughs> holding areas, mm-hmm. pulls a blanket over herself, and you guys can hear her tossing and turning for a while. I'd probably go outside and keep a eye out for when Cliff comes back. Yeah, Whatever you probably don't like. On. He's probably didn't go far. He's probably just like sitting on a stump, like twenty yards away. Okay, then Stuart will probably approach him. Hey, Cliff. Hey, Stuart. How how are you holding up with that information? Information? She's just full of it. Well, I mean, there might be some truth behind it. You never never judge a book by its cover, right? I'm sure she has her reasons behind what she said and her own vision on it all. Yeah, I suppose. Sometimes it's tough to see things from others' point of view, but perhaps this... this, uh, this life that she had before is important for her to find out and you can't be the one to control her of that she's a grown adult now she can make her own decisions right i mean she was right about one thing you came out here and you you met us you made some good friends there's more in the world to the swamp that you were you were raised in yeah it is it's been pretty great i'm glad i met you and and rogan i still don't know about jitters but uh (laughs) it kind of creeps me out i don't i I can't read his emotions either (laughs) Machine-like. Yeah. Maybe you're right, Stuart. I just don't, you know, I'm trying to help her and do right by my auntie. and I don't really know what to do if she doesn't want to come home. Well, maybe you need to start, stop worrying about others and start worrying about yourself and what feels right for you. I am completely fine. Of course, we're all completely fine, Cliff. <laughs> Wink at him. Put on my safety glove and pat him on the back. <laughs> We're all completely fine out here. Look, we all carry burdens with us. It sounds like your cousin has some of her own and some problems with your aunt. And maybe they're justified, maybe they're not, but that's for her to, her to decide on. And yeah. you have to support her either way. If, you're, if you love her as much as you do, then you gotta, you gotta let her do what's best for her. That's, yeah, maybe you're right. I just, oh boy, you won't, I don't like my auntie when she's mad. <laughs> You got quite the temper. I, uh, I don't know why I'm going to break it to her. That's fair. I, I once had stern parents as well, and you never want to let them down, especially when they get angry. It can be devastating. Yeah. And I get it. Once you, if you have family, I would hold on to them as best you can. 
one day they'll be gone. Yeah, that's true, you know. Sometimes, you know, you can't hold the fact that they put you in a cage for a couple of days over them. Oh, I mean, maybe maybe you should. That that doesn't sound quite f- like just fairness to a living creature, especially one that's supposed to be family. I, just, I mean, I had, you know, I snuck off and all the time and I, I learned my lessons. She was a good auntie. Tommy, what's right? By keeping you in a cage, though? Well, then I'm not going to sneak out if I'm in a cage. Silly. I mean, I guess you're right. It well, was only for like a day or two. Okay. Still, when I was younger, you know. I mean, I understand there's different ways for different species. and Where I'm from, that's not very common practice for humans. If you're in a cage at all, that usually means that you're guilty of a crime and you're a lower life form because of it. So I, I don't want to say that about you. But... I was probably guilty, to be fair. I was a little shithead when I was younger. It's still strange to me just thinking about a cage in a home in a swamp. But She's it, got tons anyway. of cages, man. It's wild. Was your was your cousin ever put in any of these cages? I don't know. Maybe. It's possible. Maybe that's something you need to talk to her about. Oh, maybe that's why she's pissed. The cages. It sounded like she had some reason to not like your aunt. That could be part of it. That's fair, yeah. Either way, there's clearly more to this, and you've only just found your cousin. This should be a time of... Happiness and rejoice, and get to the bitter details another time, hey? Yeah, you're right, Stuart. All right. For now, we have a life out here, and I'm glad that you're a part of it with me and we found your cousin. Me too. You you know, you you and her, you're a lot alike, you know? uh, You're good people, you know? You're always looking out for other people, and you have a little bit of a haunted look and stare sometimes. That one, yeah. Are you okay? Stuart was staring, yeah. <laughs> oh, there it is again. <laughs> it's sorry, it happens sometimes. Yes, I get lost in the trance. I understand what you're saying. All right, well, you know, me looking for your perspective, if you ever want to talk, I'm here for you. I appreciate that, Cliff. I haven't had that in a long time. All right, yeah, always here. And until I take my cousin back to the swamp, who knows when that'll be. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm just going to start. Let's go to bed. That's fair, Cliff. We'll, we'll tuck in for the night. Does Drogan have anything he'd like to do before bed? Um, I think with everything going on, you'd be thinking about home a little bit. And maybe use the scribble stone again. Uh, I think he probably arranged with like the guild to pass messages mm-hmm. to his family if, if, uh, if they came through. So I think he'd kind of... Pull out his writing utensils and the scribble stone and write a little message. Uh, I'd write, like, please pass to sacred iron chin. And then put, um, I love thinking about you always. I'm in a barn with a bunch of orphans helping them escape danger. It's both not what I expected and sort of what I imagined I think you know what I mean the kids and me could both use your cooking <laughs> love you miss you hug the grandkids kind of like wash it away with the stone as it sucks up the words and and then kind of curl up somewhere and go to bed perfect okay leaving you with another blank sheet of parchment Faxed across the world. 
You guys all settle in for the evening. The barn creaks and cracks and groans throughout the night as wind moves shutters that are half overgrown. Weirdly, I think this is probably the best sleep Cliff has had in a long time. It's <laughs> the most like home it's Very been. similar to home. There's <laughs> that kind of damp, moisture-in-the-air smell of this run-down building. Stuart's having quite the opposite. <laughs> Occasional child cries out in the night from a bad dream. Once or twice you hear the other kids shush them. At one point, Izzy gets up to quiet one of them down. Beyond that, a lot of tossing and turning from all the different folks in here. And you wake to the morning light, drifting through the trees, each of you with a plan of what's to come in the day. None of the kids are up. They seem to be enjoying sleeping out of the tunnels. So you guys are the first to rise. Well, fellas, what's the play? Well, did you get much sleep? Oh, weirdly, slept great. I'd say Stuart actually is only just arriving. It's probably the worst for where he's ever you've ever seen him. You know? <laughs> oh, morning, fellas. You all right? You look a little. I I didn't get much sleep last night. Yeah, the, all the hustling and bustling around here. Yes, reminded me of my days of young. Well, we might have a big day, so despite that, you might have to save it for another night. I'll kick it into gear when we need it. And I'm like half, half-hazardly doing stretching, like just weekly doing a couple of my routine <laughs> stuff. Yeah, that's, that's good enough. Yeah. You and uh, your cousin okay? Uh, like, uh, is she awake yet? I think so, yeah. yeah. She's, she's maybe outside trying to do a little foraging. Uh, we'll be fine, you know. How it is, you just, sometimes you bake her and she'll come around. I'm sure. Of course. Um, Just like we need to as well. Everyone's in you're, different you're situations. You're right, you're right. Everyone's in different situations. We potentially have a, a big day. Any brilliant ideas come to you in your sleep? Oh, heavens no. Yeah, I was afraid so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, what sleep? <laughs> we go to this... Yan's house, scope her out on the mirror, go there, I can scope it out, come back, report to you guys, and then, uh, maybe we use Izzy as bait? I don't like the thought of that, but, or we just try and sneak in? It's a tough one. We don't know what she knows. <sighs> so if we try and set a trap, we might be setting one for ourselves. That's true. Might have to take a gamble. Hope we're more prepared than she is. Well, to start by being more prepared, I'd say we need to go to the frog and quail and literally prepare ourselves with the rest of our goods. Good idea. Maybe pick Izzy's brain along the way. See what she knows about the house and where the kids might be and who's likely to be around. Yep, that sounds wise to me. Start with the basics, I guess. You know what they say, best way to tackle a gator is straight on. I've never heard that, nor fought a gator, so... Yeah, they never see it coming. They expect you to turn tail and run. You just jump right on there and... You roll them before they roll you. I will keep that in mind, should I need to. You just flop them on their back on land. They can't actually move, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Read that somewhere. 
and did it. <laughs> he comes to Gator Wrestling as he walks back in with a little basket full of fruit. Y'all just leave that to Cliff. He's not too bad. He's a dab hand. No, oh, I've seen you wrestle a gator too. Don't you be shy. Yeah, and she like <laughs> winces at an old wound in her ribcage. Yay. Myrtle wasn't too happy about that. Well, what's the plan for today, boys? I think we go scope this place out. You think the kids will be okay here by themselves? They'll be okay. We can, uh, we can leave them alone for a couple of days. They've been taking care of themselves their whole life. It's just stakes are just a little bit higher right now. Dunker will keep an eye on him. He's selfish, but when it comes to the others, he's as selfless as it gets. Kind of like you. Oh. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> Gives you a little glare. Yes, you did, Cliff. Do we need to leave them with some sort of protection or? What do you got in mind? I think the best protection for them here is just staying put as long as they can. Yo, buddy guy, you you know how to work a dagger? Dunker, you talking to? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I've I've stabbed a couple kids in my day. Guard once or twice. All right, we should talk about that later, but, uh, and I'm going to toss him a dagger. He grabs it and looks it over. Thank you, Cliff. I will treat this with respect. Your hand's bleeding. He looks <laughs> looks off again into the middle distance. Some sort of dark traumatic memory flitting across his oh, mind. God. And then he quickly slips it into his belt. And sucks on the wound <laughs> on his finger. Thanks, Cliff. I'll take care of the kids. I know you He's will. like three months older than the old the next oldest one, probably. <laughs> Sounds right. Uh, I have a mace a... here. I could give to someone. That thing just looks heavy, if I'm being honest. All right, that's fair. Is there a backup plan? Should the kids be found somewhere they can go? That's a good question, Dunker. What happens if someone does find you here? And he just looks deadpan straight back at her. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll uh, head to the barn where they were here already. I don't know. Uh, where can we go? Any ideas? I mean, if you start heading north to Silverbend, you'll be safe, but that's quite a trek. <laughs> Silverbend's east. Sorry, wrong wrong location. <laughs> Lake March. Well, this guy didn't get much wing class night, huh? <laughs> Lake March has uh, never been there. Uh, May they go to your church? That's what I'm thinking of, which is all the way in Lake March. I don't think there's a... There might be some closer, but I know there's none in the region here. Well, we could sneak on one of those trains. I always wanted to try it out. Choo-choo, you know? But if we're going overland, I think Lake March is a couple years travel away. How much? How <laughs> much was it? Just like yeah. looks, like scowls. <laughs> She's like, it's not a couple years away. You do it. <laughs> It'll means, take a while, a couple weeks at least. Means you have been on a train before, right? Yep, you guys have taken a train. Sure. How much did it cost? I think it was like ten silver. It was dependent on how far oh. you guys were going. Pretty heavily dependent on that. You guys came from a lot further than they'd be going. So let's see. If you were to train from Silver Band to Lake March, it would be at least a couple, like a few gold pieces per head. All right, I'll give him. How many I kids are there per head, though? Yeah. <clears throat> if there's six there. kids, immediate danger. The best bet might be just try to get to the frog and quail. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if they, we just have them scattering into the woods or trains, are we gonna lose these kids real quick? That's oh, that's a good point. And then likely. Auntie will find them before we do. In all honesty, this is probably the safest place for them right now, especially with the whole city on lockdown with the whole... All right, I look. just mean if they're found here. 
I know the frog and quail. The little dwarf girl who's the little pyro speaks up. You know the doorman? I know Turgis, yeah. Yeah, you we tell him play, we sent you. We used to play knuckle bones with him in the morning. He's cool. He's very cool. He's really strong. He used to be able to climb on him. He held me up with one of his fingers once. Well, you tell him we sent you if you get in trouble. And I think he'll take care of you until we find you after. Okay. I trust Turgis. He's, he's a good guy. Yeah. Okay. okay. Fall back to the frog and quail. I like it. Smart. I'm sure Merma will turn it into a stronghold for us if need be. We're pretty Merma, you mean? Merma. We're going with yeah. Swamp. <laughs> Merma's right. absolutely got an arsenal of weapons. Yeah, I, I <laughs> secreted yeah. away somewhere Honestly, in the frog. I picture quail. that hidden behind pick the up, bar. You there's pick up one of, of the bottles and the whole box. <laughs> yeah. 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 Is that like, a flamethrower? It's like the Winchester. It's a fake weapon up on the wall there, but no, it's loaded and ready. Her drunk thumper below the bar is actually just like an incredibly powerful wand. <laughs> <laughs> so many rumors floating around the frog and quail about her past. All right, let's go. Best of luck, guys. Remember, good luck. <laughs> Thanks, buddy guy. I think I'll be able to remember that. All right, let's get a move on. Once we get into the city, I'm going to pop invisible, just in case Yan's out looking. Well, that's a handy trick. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, I got good at hiding myself here. How long did that last? About an hour. So if we can get to the city quick, that'd be best. Otherwise, I'll have to hide out a little better. All right, let's go. Let's do our best. Yes, make your way east back towards Silverbend and the lower village. Can we ask her on the way some like anything she knows about... Where the kids are or any of that. Yes, they can. So, I didn't see most of the house, but main floor, she's got a kitchen, a big, nice room for sitting in with a fire, a bunch of books stacked up. There's a servant's area out in the back garden where they're housed, but there's always one or two around working, keeping things tidy and cooking, that sort of stuff. Basement's just a cellar, but, but I think... Somewhere down there is where she's keeping the kids. But I've been down there. I poked down there before I took the other ones from the lower village. I couldn't find anybody. But I don't know where else she could be keeping them. There's not much upstairs except for her room, a little library. I haven't been in there, but I don't know. There's more going on in the house than I've been able to see. She definitely keeps them there because that's where I saw the kids disappear into before. Maybe she's got one of them secret rooms like Auntie Myrtle. She might, and if she does, it's probably just as hard to get into. We'll have to figure it out. Well, we figured out how to get into it in the swamp, so... Yeah, well, we had 17 (laughs) or 18 years to figure that one out. that's true. We don't have that kind of time today. Now, once or twice, I've tried spying on her when she was in her house, when I knew for a fact, and I couldn't see hiding our hair of her through the mirror. Mm. So maybe there's a special room that's magicked away in some some manner. If that's the case, poof. Well, we'll have to rely on some luck. Does she leave often? She does. She's there a lot. She doesn't, but when she's not, she is out in the town a fair amount. Uh, She's often out looking for talented kids to recruit into her gang, or she spends a fair bit of time schmoozing with some of the local local nobility. But I don't know. When she goes into town, it's not often for that long. She don't leave the house unattended for more than an hour at a time. My only other... Thought we briefly talked about it earlier. So if we try and get Edrigos involved, what if he's what more if powerful we than we are? But we'd have to probably offer him something worth it. What if we 
got someone to tell one of these orphans looking for Izzy that a fake place that they might find her so the kids can go back and report and we can hide out and see if who leaves and yeah it's not a bad idea again it's all relies on what she knows and we don't really know how much information she has so we're gonna have to take a risk at some point and hope like I said hope we know more than she knows but maybe get an eye on this place first get our gear make sure we have our things that's good good idea at least to start. Just get our things first. I mean, I don't. Absolutely. I have everything I need for a a raid. Well, I'd, I'd rather get the rest of my belongings because we never know what's going to happen after this. Maybe you, we may be less welcome. Jitters? Yes. Oh, yes. He was in the cave. Yeah, I knew that. I right. thought so. <laughs> so frog and quail first. I'd say frog and quail. Oh, first. We may have to leave leave town quickly. That's what I'm. Yeah, it's a good point. That's exactly that's what I'm point. worried about. I've always wanted to see inside that place. It looks pretty fancy. Pretty good. It's Honestly. been a comforting stay. Absolutely exquisite. Cool. Cool. Well, we're getting close. I'm going to pop. Pop invisible. I'll keep as close as I can to you. Sounds good. We'll she... make it quick if we can. Right, right, right. Oh, okay. She whispers something under her breath and disappears from sight. Can, can you still hear us? I can hear you. Perhaps stay in between one of us, at least, so we know roughly where you are. Got it. I'll stay right behind Cliff. Perfect. You guys can occasionally hear the, the rustle of her dress or her foot stepping on some stones as you move into the lower village, as same as yesterday. It is quiet. There's a little more activity here in the lower village today. You can see people getting out on the boats, moving into the woods. I'm sorry, moving into the woods, moving downstream. Some of the fishers, people that are traveling out of town. There is still also a huge number of pe- people in town staying for the tournament, and it seems like some of those are beginning to take the chance to get out. Um, but the presence of Federation Army soldiers is as heavy as it was yesterday, maybe even a little heavier. And as you guys move towards the upper village, heading up the causeway, you're stopped by a group of about six or seven soldiers. One of them holds out a hand. The others are just standing roughly at attention behind him. He goes, where are you headed today, lads? Uh-huh. We're going to Frog Quail. That's where we're staying. What's your business in the lower village this early in the day? We're actually just passing through. We weren't in town last night, so we're... this is the route we need to take back into town. Well, where were you last night? That's a good question. I, we we I, went on a little camping trip. Yeah, I don't exactly know where. Yeah, things were tense in town, and we thought we would we needed a little break. We're not used to it. We're not familiar with the area, but it was in the just in the woods outside of town. Make a deception check I, for I, me. I wasn't worried about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A lot of politics. Uh, just one of you. Yeah, I mean it's the same either way. <laughs> That's a uh, zero. <laughs> Hey, mine would have only been a two. So. Let's get rolled a natural 20 on his insight check. <clears throat> there any particular reason you're lying to me? Camping trip? Out of town? Yesterday? <laughs> All right. I mean, if the reality is the, our, the business is our own, and I don't believe we need to share it with you. Oh, well, I'm asking you to share it with me. You I'm, see, uh, there's a lot going on in town right now. A lot of strange folks heading in and out. 
Maybe you heard there was an attempt on the March Lord's life. Maybe you heard there's some conspirators being hung today. Wouldn't be too hard to freshen up three more nooses for some suspicious folks. Well, joke's on you. They already investigated us, and we got (laughs) off the noose. That sets him back, for sure. Already investigated you for what? Well, we were at the gala the, the evening of the attack. They used magic, and they found us truthful. And who did that? The Inquisitor Lady. Her name was Stuart. Her, her name was Drogan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know an Inquisitor Stuart or an Inquisitor Drogan. I did not know her name, no. She didn't give her name. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. That's Drogan make persuasion checks. <laughs> just, just the title. Very official business. <laughs> that is a 17. Hmm. Mighty like an Inquisitor not to give their name, I suppose. They do play it pretty close to the chest. You said she used magic, Will. That tracks as well. Where are you headed? A couple of my fellas will walk you in. Make sure you don't get up to no funny business. We're actually going to the Frog Quail. Yeah, just back to the Frog Quail. You are actually going to the Frog Yeah, we're staying there. They can, can accompany us if they like. Or we yeah, have a we'll, spot to the home. We'll see about They will that. vouch for us. Turgis knows us well at this point. We will see about that. You know, it's the two of the... Other soldiers who accompany you guys back into town, or further into town, leaving four or five of them stationed at the top of the causeway. Two of them walk in awkward silence alongside you. We'll hustle. They make absolutely no attempt to be courteous or, or friendly. That's fair. So I'll, I'll try and, like, I'm assuming Isabel is still behind Cliff, and I'll try and, like, walk behind where she would be and... Make sure no one, like, inadvertently walks into her. <laughs> Wise. An awkward space and a half. Yeah. Between you and Cliff. Okay. Like, trying to keep people out, too. So. Every once in a while, catch an invisible heel. <laughs> um, just give me, give me a dexterity check. Can I do a perception check as well while we're moving around? Just the lay of the city. What was it? I think it was a six. Cool. Plus That's whatever. Cool. It's a six. <laughs> okay. Nice. And you're, what are you trying to look at? I just want to look around and like get the vibe of the town today. You said the the other day it started to look like maybe a bit more activity or a bit more activity in the lower village here. I'm trying to see if things are a bit more norm or uh, what the... You can make an insight check. If sure, you let's do insight. 18. Six. A lot. 24. 24, okay. Um, Drogan, about halfway to the frog and quail, is he steps on Cliff's back heel and Cliff does a little stagger and then she stops and you bump into her and stagger. Um, so what everyone else sees is Cliff and Drogan <laughs> stagger while five feet apart, the two of you fall as though you tripped over each other. And the two guards give you a very strange, <laughs> suspicious look. Could I try and quickly like kick up like a cobblestone in the ground like right behind where they were and be like, oh, you clumsy fools, there's an obvious co- cobblestone right there that you tripped over. Um, can roll percentage die to see if there's a loose cobblestone? <laughs> sure. Jams his toe. Dramatic percentage die. Oh, God. Jesus. 49? 49. There are no loose cobblestones in the area. You get that 2%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guards don't say anything, but they share a look that you guys all catch. So, fella, <clears throat> you, uh, you said your buddy said there was uh, people being hung today? Uh how about that shady Harlan Dunn lady? I heard she was in an awful lot of trouble. 
She getting hung? Her neck will be stretching. Stuart does the old, like, collar, collar grab. Hmm. Probably for the best. I is it so? Is it actually for the best? Do they know? I'm going to give Stuart a look and be like, shake my hand and be like, it's not worth it right now. <laughs> not the time? Okay. With your earlier insight check, you can see there's a lot more, uh, there's a lot more military activity in the city, but there's also a lot more people moving around today. There are numerous groups seemingly at random being stop checked by little patrols of soldiers. Some of them don't look bothered by it, but there's a few who look absolutely furious at being stopped at the what's essentially martial law in Silverbend at the moment. People are going out of their way to skirt around the groups or to take paths to avoid the soldiers, but they're set up in some places where there's no real way to avoid them. There's some by up some of the wells. There's groups set up at each end of the bridges crossing down and just generally moving around and patrolling, keeping an eye on things. I'm surprised uh, you guys haven't raided that Fuaryan lady's house. The two soldiers share a look. Don't don't rightly know who that even is. Oh, weird. Uh, I've heard a lot of shady things about that that lady. I think she's from the upper village. You haven't heard? Puarion? Not familiar, but I'll pass the name along to my captain. I appreciate that. I want to do it quick, because I I thought I already heard she'd been taken in, because she had been, you know, involved in the whole thing. If she's been taken in, then that's for the Inquisitor to deal with. I don't know. Well, you might want to pass it on, just in case. Will do. I appreciate it, citizen. You're welcome, guard. <laughs> what What time is the What time is this hanging happening? It'll happen before sundown tonight. Like any time before sundown? No specific time. No specific time that I'm aware of. There's gallows being set up outside the estate. Oh, it is the public one. It'll be public, yeah. Heesh. Well, this is as far as we go, frog and quail. Good luck getting inside. It's Turgis there. Turgis! They stand there, (laughs) looking cocky. Turgis looks up from whatever little game he was playing on the ground. Hey, lads, welcome back. Good to see you. He opens, swings the door open as you approach. Give a wave to the fellas, please. <laughs> fellas. Our escort. Turgis ra- waves a huge, burly arm over your shoulders. The oh. last thing you see, guys see is a pair of particularly annoyed soldiers watching you enter the frog and quail with suspicion writ clear on their face. <laughs> can I, as we're like entering, can I make a perception check to see if I see any like little urchin kids. Mm. Ah, yeah. You may. Oh, that's a 23. 23. You see a single child uh, towards the edge of the market where you guys have just come from, tailing you pretty quietly, pretty efficiently. You hadn't taken note of him until now. He clearly watches you go in. You see him behind the soldiers. Before the door even closes, you see him start taking off to how, the way. How far away is he? Probably a couple hundred feet into the town. Okay, so like if I said something loud, I'd have to like scream for him. <laughs> you'd have, you'd have yeah. to make a real scene. <laughs> so I heard! 
<laughs> no, that's okay. I'll just go inside then. Okay. Door closes behind you. You guys are welcomed back into the warmth of the frog and quail. Inside, similar to the last couple of days here, is this awkward stale air and stale people who don't really want to leave, but don't seem too excited to be staying any longer than they are. Murma looks tired behind the bar. She's not running drinks as fast as she was before. She's just lazily leaning atop the counter. Hey, Murma. Welcome back, feathers. Good to see you're okay. Uh, hope you enjoyed your rooms last night. She looks you over. We were out camping. Double wink. <laughs> oh, that's why. Well, I'll have some fresh water right up to your rooms if you're thirsty. Thank you. Sounds most pleasant. Thank you, Mama. We're going to take most of our things. We hope we'll be back. Um, but there's a chance we may not be able to return tonight either. Very well. Well, you hang on to your keys. Your rooms are paid for till the end of the month by Lord Atricos. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Second potential option. If we are to return, how quickly can this establishment be turned into a stronghold of sorts? Sorry? Oh, you know, just to be prepared in case lots of trouble is following. You leave your trouble at the door when you come here. Yes, but if, if for whatever reason it forces its way in, how prepared are you to defend yourself? I'm prepared to defend myself at all times, as is Turgis, but... We don't make a job of defending our patrons. If there's any sort of, well, any sort of danger coming after you, it's we, yours to deal with. We won't, we won't bring any danger back here. Of course. I'm, uh, I'll do my best not to bring back any danger. Bad request you don't bring any back. But... All right, we'll keep an eye on Stuart, make sure he doesn't bring any trouble back. <laughs> As I said, your rooms are paid for. Thank I you. I can't... <laughs> do anything about who comes and goes, but uh, if it comes to it, I'm willing to throw you out on your ear between that and my tavern being burnt down. I wouldn't expect anything. Yes, no, that's totally understandable. Now, what information have you been given on the, the hangings that are happening today? Oh, they'll be happening around 8th Bell tonight, as far as I know. And I hear the Harlan Dunn has been convicted and will be one of the, the hangees. Oh, yeah, three names on the title card. Do you have that title card? I got it right here. And she flips it around. A little brochure. A little attend the public hanging brochure. Silverband has changed pretty dramatically in the last 24 <laughs> hours. See the name of Harlan Dunn, Grandor the Large, <laughs> and Reblum Lamogue. It's a name Reblum. that means nothing to you. Yeah, Reblum. R-E-B-L-A-M. Hmm. Right. It's a shame to see. Well, hopefully they are the the rightfully convicted folk. No wrongdoings. You know, the government around here, sometimes they get things mixed up. Right, well, I appreciate if you keep that sort of talk out of my tap house as well. Sorry, letting my emotions get the best of me. Apologies. We will uh, have our things and... I had a rough night. I didn't sleep in the fine establishment here, so perhaps we'll get a better rest. That's what you get for camping. Yes, you're not wrong. Thank you, Marma. My pleasure is always in that water. I'll be up in a minute. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, let's go up. Yeah. To Convergent. Meet me in my room. 
Sounds good. All right. Sounds like a plan, yes. Pack up my bag and I think as they're mostly vacate my room. They're packing up. Easy, you here? I think probably less than a minute after you get into your room, her invisibility completely fades. And you see a very sweaty and pale Izzy seated at the foot of your bed. Well, we cut that one pretty close for as far as time goes. Hmm. How's your heel? Sorry about that. That's okay. I'm used to it. Well, this place is nice. And she falls back into your bed and it completely envelops her. Right? Like, <laughs> never had a real bed before. No wonder Stuart st- slept like shit. This is, this is comfy. There was something about, you know, that old rotted wood cabin that remind me of home, though. Yeah, a little bit too much. Yeah. This is, I can get used to this. But, uh, don't expect we're staying long, by the sounds of things. Oh, uh, well, I guess it depends how things go tonight. Yeah, well. Listen, I'm, I'm sorry about last night. I've just been under a lot of stress, you know. Myrtle sent me a long way to come find you, and just to find out you didn't want to come home. It's not that simple, but... I guess you're not completely wrong either. Look, Cliff, we get through this business today with Ian and uh, we'll have a proper sit down. I'll tell you everything that's been going on. Get my head straight. Make sure you know exactly where, well, know exactly where my head's at and what my plans are. It's only fair if you come all this way that I tell you everything. Yeah, I'm going to have to tell Myrtle something. I don't know. You know how she gets when she's angry. I do. I remember. And I appreciate you taking the heat for me. Yeah. Birdzog threw me under the bus. <laughs> I knew I forgot something. You know that feeling you get when you leave home and you think there's something missing, but my bag was packed and everything. I should have known that shifty mother had his eyes on me. Love him, but he's a little bastard. Well, he knows who feeds him. It's me. I feed him. He threw me right under the bus. <laughs> what are you talking about? You gave him enough turtles for him to choke on before you learned the lesson. That uh, I'm sure he appreciates Myrtle just as much. That's true. She usually fished him out. Well, I need clubs will like lean in. It has been super fun, and I'm kind of glad I got sent to find you because I'm having a blast. I knew you would. I would have invited you along if I thought you would have come, but. And you would have taken, well, would have taken a command to get you out of the darkening. So I'm glad you're here. Yeah, no, well, thank you. Hopefully, I don't know. Part of me doesn't want to go back. Oh, Cliff, I know you'll be going home at some point. I just can't promise I'll be walking in the swamp with you. That's all. It's fair. Myrtle, Myrtle needs me, you know? She does. Yeah. That's what worries me. Well... Let's get the boys together and figure this out. Let's. She pulls out her. Or she pulls out Myrtle's scrying little hand. Scrying hand mirror and lays it out on the bed. As soon as they're ready, you can check, see where she's at. Stuart will probably last again in there. He's a little slow and sluggish today. He left a good amount of his gear in the room, so. But load up and go meet on with. Uh, Cliff and the gang. You guys all get into Cliff's room? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you packing up everything pretty much? I think so. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, Cliff's. Uh, sorry, Stuart certainly is. Um, just so you fellas know, there was one of those little kids watching us uh, a couple hundred yards away on the edge of the street. So she's watching us. She knows we're here. We might have to sneak out. Mm. Doesn't, doesn't surprise me. Well, I'm doubly glad I was invisible. I didn't even see him. And I'm pretty good at picking up those little guys. All right, easy, Mir. Okay. See what we got. How far is her place from here? If we move quick, we could be there in 20 minutes. We could... Yeah. She opens the door onto your balcony. Calls you guys out after her. We can almost see it from here. See there? That's the East Whale. She points to a large open space across the chasm, maybe 10 or 12 blocks worth of houses in. Uh, you can see the East Whale from her garden. That row of houses, and she points out a row of red clay tile-roofed homes. Hers is one of those. Can't make out exactly which from here. But when we get close, I'll be able to point it out specifically. But she got easy access to the well and the main thoroughfare there. So, I say 20 minutes if we push ourselves. Tw 20 minutes to go around? To get there from here. What if we went straight across? Straight across what? I don't know, point. <laughs> straight across the cavern. Oh, well, we'll take the bridge to get across, yeah. I mean, that's no fun, but okay, fine. <laughs> we do have to avoid a lot of guards, I think. I think I'm going to have to stay invisible for go back invisible at least till we get over there alright see where this lady's at okay she closes her eyes and grabs the little hand mirror in two hands whispers something under her breath and says yeah hand hand I don't actually have to say the name but it, it helps with the spell <laughs> with the focus Poirier a moment later the surface of the mirror muddies and swirls, and then clears. And you guys see Huariyan strolling somewhere in the lower village. You can make it out clearly as the lower village. The closeness of the buildings, the general clothes being worn by people. She looks left and right, and then steps lightly over a puddle and disappears down an alleyway. The scry continues to follow her. And she seems to be looking for something or someone or on her way to some sort of clandestine meeting of sorts. She has a very suspicious and nervous look about her and is wearing, um, you can recognize the wealth of her clothes beneath it, but she has a large dark shawl and hood thrown to cover her face and her, well, to cover her face mostly from anyone who might be looking. The scry lasts for maybe a minute. And then drifts, disappears, and the mirror returns to a simple silver gilt hand mirror with no sort of magic visible upon it. Well, that was the lower village, correct? She's in the lower village right now. It'd be Gives us some time. Quite a bit of time. Even if she were to take the lifts, it would be whew, close to an hour to get back to her place from anywhere down there. We should, we should go now, then. I, I suppose this is the window. Especially if that little bugger's going to go tell her he saw us up here. Maybe she's going to... What gonna... about that? Slake fella. Is he usually in the house? He doesn't live there, that's for sure. It's wherever he's staying in the village. It might be close. We're leaving, at but least. 
I've rarely seen him there without her. It's her place. They get on well, but he don't live there. So we're just gonna commit to getting in there and getting the kids one way or another. I mean, I think that's we, the window because we don't have a plan with. and we don't have. It would be quicker to go across the cavern right now, right out the window. How do you propose? You got rope. How far? How far across is it? I think it's pretty far. Like 300, 400 feet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could jump it, but I don't jump, think you guys can make it. Not a All right, we'll go around. <laughs> I'd like to believe you can make that <laughs> jump. It looks at your side. Damn, Cliff, those legs getting strong with all this walking you've been doing. I okay. Mean, if we're going out, we could try going out the front door, and if it's possible that there's only one person watching us, if we know exactly what he was, like you saw, then I could try and cast a spell on him to stop him from moving. And I think he already scampered him. off, so it's too late. Yeah. The kid. Yeah, the, the kid disappeared as he has. We're going inside. Okay. But just in case, maybe Keep we go out a back door or something. For others. Any warning sent to her will shorten our time, so. On the way out, look for other orphans. Yep, yep, yep. Let's get a move on. Keep my eyes peeled, too. If I find, if I see anybody, I'll, I'll just poke at one of you, let you know. Uh, is, um, is the, what's Edgar's Casino? The... Fortune's favor. Fortune's favor. Is that across the chasm? Yes, it's on the southeast side of the city. Fuarians will be kind of central east side of the city, and you guys are right on the middle, sort of left, right along the chasm here. If anyone asks, we're going to the Fortune's favor. Speak to Thedragos about whatever our next task is. Yes, good call. Yes, sir. Alibi. I am a terrible liar. Okay, let's get going. Yep. Should we go out the back door? I think that is the back door, and I can't make it. Oh, I'm sure there's a side door. <laughs> there's like a, yeah, there's a stable there's and a little yard in the back you guys could get into and, and duck out of, but it's still, it'll lead on to the same main, oh, main okay, street. Yeah, well, so. I mean, it's not super easy to see that from the front door, so if someone were just watching the front, then yeah. you'd have All a right. chance to sneak side out. Door it we is. can try it, as long as we don't look too suspicious. We can't hide from everyone. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's go. Out the back. Oh, as we're leaving, I'm going to vigilantly yeah. bless myself just so I'm prepared today. Okay. Feel oh, I forgot to give myself a rest. A little flash. Yeah, take the bag. He basically just like hits his holy symbol on his chest. And... Blessed. How? What? It's like a five hour energy. <laughs> <laughs> Stab of your, your eyes open wide. The jitters, I guess, they'll just like climb up onto the backpack. Okay. <laughs> on the backpack latch himself onto the off the shield onto the pack as you guys basically right before you step out of the room you'll hear you'll hear Izzy whisper something again here we go and she disappears from view one more time and you hurry down the hall and instead of taking the stairs down to the tap room you hang a left and take the steps that lead back into the little yard there's a well back there um, a little open area where people mount their horses and bring wagons in and then there's a separate building where the stable is and there's a little stable hand back there you guys have had virtually no interaction with but he recognizes you by this point he gives you a little wave happy trails likewise friend remember if anything goes wrong we meet back here if it's safe otherwise it'll have to be the barn agreed sweet agreed and if none of us if if no one's at one of the local, like here, do we just assume that they've fled to the barn then? Like, it would all try to get to the. Yes. Forget everything I'm saying. <laughs> we all, it was all said. 
I've had a rough night. That's okay. We have to sleep. It's going to be a challenging day. Drogan, I think you take the lead on this. You're the, the oldest and smartest. Well, let's see what happens. All right. I'm certainly not the stealthy one, so... I don't know that we'll have time. We'll see. Okay, so marching order through the town isn't a huge deal, but when we get close, how do you guys want to approach? I think... There are... So, as you just give like, you the layout, there is her house. It, like, basically front faces onto a large thoroughfare that leads to the eastern well, which is a huge point in the city. And then there's a smaller lane in the back that would go through her garden, past the servant's house, into sort of a back porch area. Beside that, she's in these large row houses, so the only two ways to approach would be from the front or the back. Or I guess, like, you could try and get on the roof in some way, but it's broad daylight currently. Uh, I would think the back, just because we'd be off of less, less of, off more of like a side street and hopefully cause less commotion if we do have to just kind of force ourselves in. And... Cool. Yeah, oh, sounds but wise. That would be my instinct anyway. All right. As for walking like through it. the streets, I think we would just walk as if we're all just going somewhere together. Let Izzy follow in behind. And... Okay. Um, Maybe do the same thing off trail behind. Drogon can, if Drogon's leading, I'll let Izzy be between me and him and I'll kind of be behind. And true. Stuart can be on either side, maybe. Sounds good. If you, unless you want to be somewhere. No, I got no plan. I little, in the middle. Little half gap she fills in. You occasionally hear the patter of footsteps, the rustle of her dress. There's one point where I just kick her foot. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you guys cross the first bridge. You were stopped at the far end of it by another group of soldiers. But they stop only to hand you a little brochure about the hanging. Hanging tonight, eighth bell. See you there. See you there. Watch the traitor dogs hang. Can't wait. Yeah, I'll be there. You guys push on. Um, you move into the wealthier side of the town, and the road splits. You move down the laneway, which covers the horse cart between the two sets of row houses. And you reach a section where Izzy, quietly but loud enough for you to hear, goes, this one, this is it. And you come face to face with the back of Fuarian's home. You see a large two-story brick structure with a pretty impressive garden in the back, a small little like single one or two room building, outbuilding for the servants that live there, and maybe 50 feet of garden before it goes up back steps into the home. It looks to be like everything's shut up. The windows are shuttered. The doors are closed. You don't hear or see any activity outside. What do you want to do? Uh, is he still invisible for a while here as well? Yeah, It's like midday too. Right? It is, I yes. imagine by the time we get back. Yeah. Is there windows higher up? There are. There's windows. There's numerous windows on the bottom floor, and you see maybe two, one large, one small, facing the back lane on the top. And there's also uh, a raised balcony on the back that looks over the garden, like a garden balcony. She said that she... On the second story. The kids would be... She thought they were kept in the basement? She thinks they're in the basement because she's seen every other room at least once, but she doesn't know. Like, Florian's magical, so she said. She's also seen the cellar and didn't see kids down there, but... Right. Izzy, you want to make sure no one's in that backyard while you're invisible? That's probably a good idea. I'll, I'll sneak in. Just a second. Just, you come back, though. All right, she rolls a natural 17 on her stealth check. 
She quietly clambers over the back gate. This isn't this place isn't buttoned up tight. It's not a fortress. It's like stepping over a back gate into someone's yard. She moves in, you hear a little rustle of bushes. And then about a minute passes in silence. She comes back and suddenly the back gate squeaks open a little bit. Come on. No one's in the outbuilding. If the servants are here, they're inside. Let's go. All right. Perfect. Let's press on. Move through the garden. Beautifully curated. Is there it's a little stone-lined path? Is there like a cellar door or anything? Uh, the only the cellar access is through the house. Okay. There's no even like basement window type things or anything. No, no. It's like a root cellar, so it's it's below below oh, okay. ground. Yeah. Um. So there's a back door between you and the inside of the house, and a few windows. All right. Let me uh try that door. If it's not oh, if it's locked, I'll unlock it and then I'll slip inside. Could try the balcony too if needed. Good idea. Remember, if the servants aren't in the outbuilding, that means two of them at least are inside, or one of them's with her. But I didn't see anyone in the sky. So all right, maybe I'd jump up there. Just be. Why don't you try the, the door down here? You got it. Why not? Okay. These people aren't soldiers. They work for, her, but they're not. They're not going to put up a fight. Any chance they know something? I don't know. I think she's got them bewitched. Something like that. They never were. Great conversationalists. They were kind of weird. Spooky. Uh, yeah, I'll jump up and try to, like, as stealthily as possible, I'll jump up and try and, like, keep close to the wall and see if I can look in a door or window. Make me a stealth check. I'm going to use... Straight up onto the balcony? Yeah. Yeah. Easy. If it's low enough, I'm going to yeah, use... It's, it's maybe 15, 15 feet to the top of the balcony. Uh, so. My ambush, which lets me... One of your maneuvers? Add a D8 to one of my... Yeah, one cool. of my maneuvers. Ooh, that's a nat 20 plus a 4. That's a 32. Dang! Oh. Oh. Wow. in his element. He's in the bushes. Sneaking around. So yeah. Without a sound. Cliff leaps up. Lands very lightly on the edge of the balcony. Descend onto the proper part of the balcony. And you can see there are slatted like slat shutters on the back of the balcony door but you can easily um, like peer through them and get a good look inside inside from the balcony here <coughs> excuse me inside from the balcony uh, this leads directly into what looks like a master bedroom you see a huge luxurious bed numerous uh, boudoirs and cabinets that are filled with fancy clothes you see a small stack of books a writing desk and a few large paintings and tapestries that decorate the walls. The place isn't quite ostentatious, but there is a very like over-the-top display of wealth with the things that are in here. Um, she could clearly afford a much larger house than this if she wanted to. And there's no one in the back, right? You don't see anyone in here. I'll like lean over. There's... This leads to her bedroom. That door unlocked down there? Uh... I will approach the door. Is there windows near the door? There are. There's a, yeah, there's a window there. These shutters are harder to see through. You can't really make out much through them. Even if you put your face up against it. Any, like, immediate movement or anything? No. Let's see. Then I'll try and quietly turn the doorknob. Okay. Um, you turn the doorknob. The knob turns, but when you press, um, press or pull, the door catches on some sort of lock. It's locked. Did you try that one? 
I'll uh, try this one. Balcony door swings open. It's unlocked. All right. I'll lower some rope down. Okay. Who's climbing up? I guess all of us. Go for it. Stu, I'll, I'll, I'll wait at the bottom. I'll make sure you ascend all right. right. I want stealth checks from everyone who's going to move in towards the house now. Do you want another one for me? Or? You can keep that one. Let's... Y'all ready for this? Keep that 32. Hizzy will make hers with advantage because she's invisible. Wow. Hey, no, Ooh, that got you at advantage. That 20 is no good. I rolled a 20 and a 14. I have to take the disadvantage, so... Nice, I rolled a 20 <laughs> and a 5. So. <laughs> 15 for me, though. I gotta take the lower. I gotta take the 5. Okay, so what's the climbing order? Jogan's climbing. Yeah, and then I was gonna wait till the end. Okay, so then invisible, invisibly climbing up is you'll come third. Yeah. She lights on the balcony. Are you moving inside? I'll move inside. Uh, yeah, if I've tied the rope off. Sure. Someone gave my rope. And then I'll move inside and I want to start like looking around. Okay, give me, I'll say just give me a general perception check for starting until we get more specific. Oh, nice. That's a 23. 23, okay. Looking around here, it is very well kept. You hear Drogon climbing up behind you. Izzy after him. Um, Drogon, you sort of trip over the mantle coming in through the balcony. Um, and there's a little clatter as you catch yourself. Um, we'll say you and Izzy kind of bump into each other as you both go through the door at the same time. She forgets she's invisible. And Cliff, with your 23, you hear a voice downstairs that catches the disturbance. And you can't make out what they say, but some two people conversing below. And it, but it catches the disturbance? Yeah. Like, it, like they're reacting to that? Something's reacting to the sound made up here. And then looking back, you see Stuart finish vaulting over onto the balcony. I'll pull the rope up as well. Okay. Pull the up for Cliff. Pulls up the rope. Is her door uh, This shut? room's closed off currently, yeah. And does it have like a locking mechanism yep. and it's locked? It, the inside door's open. Both doors are open. Here. Okay, I'm, can I slip over and lock her door? Yep. You can. And then I'll just turn back as they're like coming in and just put a finger to my mouth to like stay still. Okay. You hear a moment later footsteps ascending stairs somewhere outside the door. And the footsteps continue down the hallway stop you can basically sense the person standing opposite you on the other side of the door as everyone inside holds their breath you hear a voice go uh miss yan is that you are you home would you like some tea sliders (laughs) (laughs) if you're not here i apologize let me know there's another long moment of silence. He's, Very well. And you hear the voice, or you hear the footsteps dissipate as they descend back downstairs to wherever they came from. Oh, did I, like, is there anything else of note in this, like, just... Um, okay, so now you can make an I'm... investigation check if you'd like. All right. I'm gonna... You fellas want to do, uh, look around here, see if you can find anything on her, and I'll, uh, maybe we could... Sell her out to the guards if we found anything uh, to incriminate her. I can kind of scout ahead and see a way down to the basement. Yes, you're definitely idea. the best for that. Then we need to get a move on, I'd say. I'm going to... I'll cast Detect Magic. Okay. So I'll kind of like, out of a pocket, like pull out the like spectacles and kind of like put them on and like <laughs> light up the little ruins on them. And okay. then I'll start looking around 
probably start at like the desk area. Look for any information about. Look for magic, but then also look for any information that might be relevant to like a secret room or a locked area. Or... Would you please give me a investigation check? If you'd be so kind. I'll just do a basic investigation. Okay, you can investigate as well. Eleven. Eleven and. 11 as well, but plus two, 13. Okay. The only real thing of note in here, other than a ton of clothes, um, is the writing desk, which has mostly just books stacked atop it. But there's a few pieces of parchment as well. And Drogon, you find with your Detect Magic a decanter with wine inside it. That's the only magical signature you catch in here. Uh, I feel like it's like magic that would just like produce more wine or something something to that, to degree, that some sort of enchantment yeah. upon this wine yeah um, okay I'm not gonna touch any of that okay uh, does any of the parchment have anything like if out of skim like that even makes any sense to me um, you see the name Sam Slake signed at the bottom of one of the pieces of parchment looks like a letter that was sent fairly recently um, and it's an invitation to the March Lord's Gala a couple of nights ago. And it's basically him From being like, Samson. yeah, essentially along the lines of saying, like, I expect to see you at the gala. Kind of like a passive aggressive invitation. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be at the gala and that means you're going to you be there too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it talks about discussing business while there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think we're probably still in a hurry, so at a glance, if nothing's worth noting, then I'll, I'll say there's carry on. like some of these sheaths of paper beneath it have a lot of stuff on them, but some of it at a quick glance is seems like inane scribbling. You're not sure if it's in a language you don't know or if it's some sort of cipher. It, and there's tons of it? Not tons. There's maybe four or five sheets of paper total, one of which is that invitation. And then below that, some of them look like notes, and one or two of them look a little more properly, uh, like properly formed. But can't make out what they are. I'll take like a couple of those sheets, okay, and just like put them in a pocket okay. for later. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah, I'll I'll while they're doing that, I'll uh, unlock the door and kind of stealth out into the into the house. So you click open the door, step out onto the landing. And from here, you can see there are only a couple places to go. To your left, there is uh, a double, a pair of double doors that are open. Straight ahead, there's you're kind of on like a raised sort of inner balcony that looks down into a foyer by the entrance. To your left, there's double doors that open into what looks like a private library and sitting room. And then to the right, it just leads to a staircase that leads down to the main floor. Um, so it seems like Izzy had the upper floor right at the very least. There's no more than her bedroom in a private library up here. And somewhere down that main floor, there's at least two people. Um, the double doors, is that the library you sent? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and, I'll start stealth and... Yeah, and those are just open currently. Stealth and down and kind of moving until I see another door that I think... I'm just scoping out doors and stuff and trying to figure out a way to the basement. Okay, so from the main staircase, you make it partway down before you see um, a pair of boots walking around in one of the adjoining rooms. So you step, like you come like partway down the stairs, or... <clears throat> and then you see a pair of boots moving basically across a doorway that you can see. Oh, okay. 
I thought, like, there was... N- just boots? No. Just boots. <laughs> <laughs> on the second floor? Just boots. On the main floor. So on your oh, way I down, see, see. you can see there's this entrance foyer. There is what looks like a drawing room, some sort of sitting room off to the side. And peering over the banister, you can see underneath the main bedroom where you guys just were. There seems to be a large open kitchen and dining area. And there's another door that you can't see, um, that you can't see through at the bottom of the stairs to the right. So down the stairs, you could go straight out onto the street from the front door, left into a sitting room, right through a closed door, or 180 degrees back into the kitchen. I'm going to try to go to that closed door. Okay, so as you get to the bottom of the stairs, you can tell you're not going to be able to get down the stairs without being visible from that other room. Um, you can you know there's a person in there, at least one person. In the closed door? Uh, the open door across the way. All right. Uh, I'll, like, edge up to, like, the entrance of the door, like, the where it opens up, and then kind of peer and see if I can see the person, but not actually, like, go in there. Okay, so you see the same... You hear the same voice go, it was nothing. And you watch this fella sit down in a chair, completely rigid, straight-backed, sits down on a, a little couch, and just stares off into the distance. And as you go further down the steps, you can see another person sitting identically in a chair across from them, partway across the sitting room. So to get to the closed door that I haven't checked yet? You I... can get to the closed door. It's right at the bottom of the stairs. Okay. But if either of these people so much like turns their head a couple degrees, you'll be visible. Okay. There's two of them just staring at each other. Yeah. Yeah, I'll try to just tiptoe across. Okay. Make another stealth check or, for me. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to use another maneuver because okay. I don't trust myself. All right. Oh, great. Uh, 21. 21. You get down to the bottom of the stairs. You look across the foyer through the open door where you see these two guys. Um, two men, about 55, maybe 60 years of age, both human, both staring without looking at each other. Keeping your eyes on them, you put a hand on the doorknob and turn it and press it inwards. Yep. Neither of them take notice, you slip into the door and you find yourself in what looks like a guest bedroom. There's a smaller bed, it's set up almost identical to your rooms in the frog and quail. A little bed, a lockbox. Writing desk, place for clothes, not much else. Quick investigation, see if there's like a secret room or something. Make an investigation check. I think that's only a... What's my investigation? That's just a two. (laughs) I don't know why it took so long to... You don't find signs of anything in here. It doesn't look like anyone's even stayed in here for a while. The bed's unruffled. The the desk, the uh, cabinet is empty. And the writing desk has just a fresh blank sheaf of paper on it. So I'm, am I missing anything? There's the foyer that these two guys are sitting in, and then there's the kitchen? Foyer is just like the entrance hall. Okay. And then there's three rooms attached to that. There's the kitchen straight through. There's okay. your room to the left, and there's the sitting room to the right. And then there's stairs that lead up off to the side, basically. Maybe the stairs are under the other, the stairs? other stairs? That's what I was thinking. On the back side of the other stairs? Okay, yeah. I'll try and... Slip out and go check that out. Okay, what are you guys doing? I guess, I guess we're waiting. Yeah, like looking down the stairs. Yeah. Stuart would be way too cautious to try and go like up Just kind of peering out the door. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for signs of cliff. 
Did you pull the rope up? In case yes, anyone I, looks outside. Yes, I've got the rope on me. It's, Should have known you'd be on top of it. Oh, yes. But, I mean, that's really all I can do. I'm, I'm not confident going down there without uh, seeing Cliff first, making sure it's safe. Well, if we hear anything, we'll rush, I guess. Oh, yes. Yes, I'll be ready. Is he, any idea where the cellar is? Yeah, I've been here before. The cellar's in the kitchen. Perhaps we should have shared that with uh, Cliff before he went on his own. <laughs> He's having a good time. You guys look down and see Cliff like a cartoon character, <laughs> tippy telling out of the out of the side room. Cliff, where are you headed? I'll, I'm going to go look around under the stairs to see if there's another door. Okay, there's nothing really under the stairs, just a wall and a little storage space. I mean, I'll go to the kitchen because it's the only room I know there's not people, so okay. out of the three. so uh, Yeah, stepping into the kitchen, there's a large open concept kitchen, just beautiful, beautiful countertops. There's a dining area on one side, and over where the food's prepared, you can see um, a little like half trap door that leads down into a root cellar. <laughs> Found it. <laughs> they're gonna be so stoked uh yeah and i'll hmm did i see them as i walked by like yeah yeah okay very clear i'm gonna go i don't know how to do this i'm gonna just sneak back to them and see what they think okay uh make me another stealth check I'm gonna not you. I wanna save some of these in case I need them. You should have opened the back door. That's what I was. We should have waited it. As a nat one. Okay, saving it. Um, yeah, Cliff turns back around, starts tiptoeing back towards the bottom of the stairs. You guys watch with angsty anticipation uh, as you cross the room. One of the one of these servants just happens to catch sight of you and turns his head and looks at you. You guys lock eyes for a moment, and he stands bolt upright. And just shouts out, Intruder! Intruder! In the house! The other servant um, stands up next to him. I need everybody to roll initiative. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Intruder! Anybody over 20? Uh, I got a 23. Wowzers. Dinky. 15 to 20? 15. 15. My dex is only 12. Five. I have nerves. Yeah, Stuart. I am twelve. Back in my day, <laughs> I believe it. And then is he last with a twelve? Okay, Cliff, you're the first to react. You see these two fairly frail elderly men jump up, try to draw attention to you. I'm gonna uh, pull out Shoot my short sword, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna run up and hit one across the head with like the flat of the blade. Okay, I'm not trying to. Oops. Yeah, you can get over there, no problem. Make an attack roll. Ooh, that's a 23. Can't wait for this old guy to just, like, grab it. (laughs) (laughs) 23 hits. Roll damage. Okay. That's an 8 damage. 8 damage. All right. You guys see Cliff panic, quick panic look in his eye. He draws his sword, darts out of the door to the other room before any of you are even down the stairs. You just hear, boom. We've been hit. Um, you hit this guy and he just folds backwards into the chair completely unconscious <laughs> do that's, yeah, else? that's my turn okay uh, the next servant's gonna go next they got an 18 um, the next one reaches down grabs one of the heavy leather tomes that's sitting on the, the desk in the sitting room and he's gonna take a swing at you with it that's a natural 18 these guys Oof. add anything does 18 hit 18 hits okay so he's going to improvise weapon this Impressive. leather book at you for three bludgeoning damage. Hey, not bad with the book. 
So he panicked, looks at the other guy, grabs a book off the side, and just clubs you in the side of the head with it. All right. Looks at you expectantly. And when nothing more comes, his eyes widen and will move to Stuart. You hear another thump of activity from within the drawing room, and then you're up. Oh boy, Cliff's at it again. I'll pull out my shield and have one arm free and rush into the room there. Two intruders! You shouldn't be here. Well, we are, and I'll charge at him. And seeing what Cliff did, I guess, I'm probably going to catch the tail end of him with the guy on the ground. I'll pull out my mace and try to do the same thing. All right, this guy raises his book to defend himself with. Make an attack roll. Try and do some non-lethal damage, obviously, if we hit. Yeah, that's going to be a 24 to hit. Yeah, it's going to hit. <laughs> it's going to hit. Um, only five damage. Five, you guys have four hit points. Oh, okay. <laughs> another another thud, single hit, and this guy collapses back into the other chair. They look more comfortable than they were before, <laughs> before the fight. <laughs> They're both easily dispatched and left unconscious in their seats. All right. Just, well, Good job, Stuart. Izzy, take me to where you think the kids are, quick. Oh, my God. Did you kill them? Quickly. No, they're just knocked unconscious. But I think I'll tie them up just in case. Oh, they're going to tell her everything. Yep, well. Stuart's super recognizable. (laughs) 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 All right, follow me. Focus, focus. We need the kids. Come on, you guys. I'm just so recognizable. (laughs) Are you guys coming? Yep. Jeez, I found it. It's in the kitchen. She reappears. Her invisibility drops. That's right. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll catch up. I'm going to use my rope to tie these guys up to the chair just okay. to be safe. You can do that. I'll she, follow. All right. She leads you into the kitchen. Uh, you find this well-maintained cellar door. Um, it has a little padlock holding it shut. She goes, uh, I'll try and hit it. <laughs> Looks at your hammer. Hey, hammer. <laughs> we can attack roll. I want to hit something, too. Uh... 18. Yeah, roll damage. That's 12. 12, that's enough. Okay, so Drogon lines up with his hammer. You hit this thing, and the padlock snaps completely off the hinges. You're able to pull the metal out of the door and behind, throw the uh, cellar wide. Behind Drogon, Cliff puts his thieves' tools back in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I think the time for subtlety is gone. Thanks, Frank. Okay, quickly, down the stairs. Let's go. Yes, hustle down. Um, some well-maintained, but still into a musty room, a wine cellar. There's a bit of food down here, but it seems to be taken up mostly with alcoholic beverages. Um, the cellar here is deep enough in the earth that things have remained cool. There's an impressive display of wine casks along the wall and shelves of bottled brandy. You guys recognize a few vintages and names that you've seen with your time spent in the frog and quail. Beyond that, there's not too much. The walls are pretty much taken up with casks of wine and the brandy shelves. Um, can I assist Drogon in looking for stuff? Yeah. I'll give you the help back. Has it been 10 minutes? Would my detect magic be gone? Um, close. I think this was pretty quick. Cliff just went down into another room, so I think your detect magic is still up. You can make an investigation check with that. Cool. And I'll give you the help action. Um, 14 14 you see a little glow of magic 
emanating from behind one of the wine casks. Um, there's a bell. These th- these barrels are like human in size, almost some of them. Behind one of them, you can see a glow of magic. You're not sure if it's coming from the cask or something behind it, though. Uh, can I try and look to like poke around behind it to see if it is definitely um, behind? Yeah. So these they're like barrels laid down on the ground. So like barrels laid down sideways, yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. Um, you can't see behind it. it's pressed pretty much flush against the wall, but you do see with a fourteen looking at the ground. Um, some narrow grooves are set into the stonework of the floor so that this cast can be pulled forward away from the wall. Glyph, uh, help me move this. Yes, I, think sir? It, I think it pulls away from the wall. Okay, let's go. What? How did I miss? Shoot. As he runs over, gives you guys a hand, you easily muscle it away from the wall, and it leaves basically like a little hobbit-sized hole door in the wall. Behind it, you can see um, a dark set of stone steps that descends further into the earth. Uh, this is new. This is Stuart caught up to us i'd say i'm probably caught up by now yeah you can probably hear Stuart thundering down the stairs at this point i probably cut about 20 feet of my rope 10 feet per person to tie them up you know tie knots tie lots and then yeah all right so your rope's been your rope's been shredded yeah (laughs) i think one of us should stay out here just in case i can do it if you'd like but don't think we should all go in there oh that sounds wise uh I, i don't mind waiting here you two seem to be handling it quite well already. I'll, I'll post up. Okay, let's go. All right, we'll call you if any of the kids need some healing. Of course, yes. Um, one second before you guys go. So, oh, vigilantly he's looking up the save for the fireball. Drogon, <laughs> with now the wine <laughs> cask is out of the way, you recognize the school of magic as abjuration behind the cask. Abjuration is things like shields... Protection, right. alarms, things of that sort. Oh. Um, Have we already gone through? No. No. Uh, but you can tell it has been triggered, whatever it is. It's already been triggered? By the cask being moved. Okay. So whatever magic was here has been activated. You can see a subtle, I, a subtle difference in the weave. There's some sort of magic here. Either she knows we're here or something does. All right. Stuart, you just come, come with hey, us then. Let me go first. Right. I'll go through whatever it is. Okay. Just to uh, see if there's something that Looking down the stairs, it is, you guys are moving into full-on darkness down here. There's no signs of light. Uh, well, screw you got. I suppose it's I time. <laughs> no better time than now. I will use my eyes of the night. Okay. And On everybody? Yep. Give dark vision to all of us. Okay. Even, even little Izzy. Wow. Blessings. All four of you, everything is thrown into sharper focus. As the bottom of the stairs becomes visible in shades of black and white, you rush down. The stairs are steep and narrow. Your shoulders are pressed against stone, cold stone walls. Um, the stairs turn once sharply and then one more time sharply back upon themselves. So you descend to directly below the cellar you were just in. But you think you've descended maybe another 30 feet at this point. You feel the cloying pressure of the weight of stone around you. Drogon, a familiar smell, a little mustiness. You can tell this isn't a place that's accessed a lot, and you can guess with your dwarven knowledge, wherever you're going down here, there's no other source of air than where you've just come from. Uh, You're up front? Yeah. Give me a perception check as you step out into a room. A sub-basement, if you will. Should have taken detect traps. Today. Uh, Six. Six, okay. You step out. 
deep enough in the earth that no sounds can really escape from here. You see a large open room lined in stone. The ground is well cobbled like the streets outside, and the roof is held up in the corners by some impressive masonry and stonework. In the corners, you basically step into a square room. Um, actually, no, it would be an oct octangular octangular <laughs> you step into an octangular okay. room <laughs> making up shapes um that's an eight an eight-sided room i believe sure you come out the stairs come out on one side of this room the opposing three sides of like the opposite side and the two that are 90 degrees from that are taken up by cells each of which you can see has a figure inside of it like laying down on the ground curled up the other four sides are exits from the room, um, each of which is a very small, tight passage that leads further into darkness. Oh, boy. So you see there's basically a crossroads of four little exits in here, and each of the other three corners is taken up by a cell, and one of them's taken up by the steps you've just come down. You can see ritualistic items like candles, salt, dried herbs, and more. Um, laying out near some of the cells. Beyond that, this room is more or less empty. Um, as you guys stumble down the stairs and spill into the room, one of the figures in the nearest cell perks its head up and looks over at you. You see a child's face in the darkness. At the sound of footsteps, he shudders and scampers back against the far wall, staying as far away from you guys as possible. And that is where we'll call it for this week. Boy, dun dun dun! Jail prison, jailbreak. Gonna be a jailbreak. Right, everyone takes one kid and goes down one Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of An Idiot's Guide to Adventuring. Tune in next Monday to catch the next chapter of our adventures. And to all you listeners, we would very much appreciate if you could rate and review us on the listening platform of your choice. It's the best way to help us out and promote this show. And for behind-the-scenes character art and more, follow our Instagram at Idiot's Guide to Adventuring. And join the conversation by using the hashtag Idiot's Guide DND. We'll need names for all our lovely, or not, NPCs. We'll be looking for inspiration from all of our five-star reviewers, your name, or anything you may suggest, so get reviewing. Thanks, everybody, and we'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Oh. <laughs>